Today's show is brought to you by Vinyl Me Please. Join their Record of the Month club at www.joinvmp.com backslash WFSE. That doesn't seem like in a, a shortenation of a word that people should be using. Like, that one's just bad. There's some that's fine. Like, totes. Totes. I say totes. totes. Scandy. Like, that's just bad. That's just, that just sounds like an annoyingly written Well, like, I definitely got it from, character. like, a teen drama. Right. So. It's, it seems like a, a Riverdale thing. Mm. Oh. It probably was. It was probably Riverdale. It probably was. Or, like, Broad City, when they're, like, playing a character. I've like, never watched Broad City. Broad City's, first of all, number one, <laughs> Miss Thing. Um, Broad City's really good, and all four seasons of it are on Hulu. I don't have Hulu. You have Spotify, though? You have Spotify Premium? Yeah, but I'm on the family plan. <sighs> well, so then I'll just give that. you my login, because you need to watch Broad City. You would really like it, like, a lot. And if you don't have anything else to do over a break, I mean, break just ended, over, like, the next couple days, considering you can't go anywhere, because you're trapped at home. Right. Um... Because my car is getting work done, <laughs> not because I'm like, actually House trapped. This is via Skype. It's um, because they they found out I've been um, using water cups to put pop in them at, <laughs> at fast food restaurants. They finally got you. I'm a felon. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, Broad City, not only does it have good music most of the time, um, but it's a very good show, and I watched all of season four over break, so... It was healthy. Speaking of what we did over break, yeah, um, that was my segue. Because I didn't, I didn't go anywhere for like vacation or anything. I just went home, so I had a lot of time to catch up on some media. Mm-hmm. And I finally watched I Tanya. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I watched it too, and I was like, "That's fine. It's fine. Like yeah. you know, it's whatever." And then I started and finished Flint Town, which mm. that was fine also. I've um, heard really good things about it. Yeah, I, I, it was really good. The cinematography was great, and the one. Like, one of the main character female cops looks and sounds like the girl from Clueless. Oh. And I literally can't get it out of my head. I feel like it's a conspiracy. Like, the industry is trying to deny it because I looked it up. And it's saying that they're not the same person. But. But she's the right age. <laughs> she looks right. She sounds right. It's the girl from Clueless. I'm telling it's you. It's a, um, it's one of those, uh, those, uh, those, uh, oh my god. I have her guitar. I can't remember her name. Skater Boy. Avril Lavigne? Avril Lavigne. It's an Avril Lavigne situation. Oh, my, oh yeah, because of the it's conspiracy not, that yeah, it's not. It's Rachel it's or her, something. It's Rachel. <laughs> yeah. There was this conspiracy also about Lady Gaga, who apparently killed her friend and then assumed her identity. I couldn't believe... I can get behind that. Like. See, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Stephanie Germanata is literally, like, five foot two. Like... Yeah, but... <laughs> You gotta get crafty. You couldn't take someone out by brute force, I don't think. Right. Especially when she was just like living off those those piano sessions at bars and such. When she wrote Brown Eyes, such a good song. 
Anyway, Flint Town. Anyway. Well, yeah, that's all I had to say about that. But I also saw this documentary um, about Tower Records and Russ Solomon. It's called All Things Must Pass. It was released actually a couple years ago. But, like, I'm just recently watching it now. But it was okay. It was kind of like, you know, about Tower Records, like, quick rise to fame. And then yeah. they kind of, once Snapster and iTunes happened, and they, they kind of just, you know, and then they went out of business. So mm-hmm. it was it was probably one of the more boring documentaries I've seen. Really? But, like, most of the ones I watch are, like, about murder, so. It was a, it was a departure for you. Yeah. Then. Um, I watched... Some things. I watched season four of Broad City because what else was I going to do, basically? Um, I watched the Great British Baking Show. A lot of that, actually. I finished Canada's Worst Handyman, the show about Canada's Worst Handyman. That sounds really It's like a really competition. Good. It's so bad and, like, really fun to watch. I talked about it on a won't turn off a lot. Um, I also watched all of the new season of Shit's Creek so far. That's been really fun. I've actually liked it a lot, Um, which, for those who don't know, is a show on pop in America and CBC in Canada about um, a rich family that has to go to a town that they forgot that they owned because everything that they owned got taken back by the bank because of fraud or whatever. Um, So they have to, like, learn to live in rural America, basically, when they're used to, like, flying to Boca for lunch and such. Um, It's written by Eugene... Levy and Catherine O'Hara and they're both very funny and it's from they they were known more or less from like the Best in Show mockumentary and Waiting for Guffman and A Mighty Wind the really funny movies that you should probably watch you have that look on your face that you don't know what I'm talking about so I just yeah wanna, yeah no they're <laughs> no, really I good don't. Um, they're really really good and it's a lot of the same like creatively speaking it's very similar to those it's really funny very well written and it has good music in it sometimes so. I love shows that have good music in it. Yeah. And, you know, I just started The Leftovers on HBO, and there's a lot of Radiohead in that show, so that's, that's great. HBO has, like, the money to make good soundtracks. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. Um, there's some other things that I know I watch, but I don't... There's, like, nothing that's really standing out as super important to talk about, really. <laughs> um, as far as music goes, I listen to my femme playlist a lot. It's Women's History Month. You gotta play the girls. And then I got OK Computer on vinyl. So I've been listening to that. Mm-hmm. Surprising that I didn't already have it, I know. And then I listened to my Was Never a Phase playlist on Spotify, which is, like, super emo, but it also has some, like, pop punk and, like, alt rock in it. Wow. It's, like, Motion City soundtrack, Amberlynn, The Spill Canvas, oh, that kind of vibe. I gotcha, yeah. And then I listened to Feeling Like a Vengeful Bitch, which is the playlist that we made together <laughs> on Spotify. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's a really fun one. Um, That's a really, really fun playlist. It's like exclusively just get up and like punch people who have wronged you and then steal their money and set their house on fire type of vibe. And it's really good. Inspired by the John Favreau movie Chef, I made a playlist called DJ Jazzy Chef and the Fresh Prince. And it's all like Latin jazz that I've been using for music to play while I'm cooking. Because I did a lot of cooking over break. So that's a fun one. I'm working on a sequel to my beloved Miami playlist. That Um, is a good one. Yeah. It's like almost universally praised by people at parties. Yeah. It was praised by like five people total. Universally. (laughs) Yeah. So like, yo, if you need like party music stat, just find me on Spotify and put on playlist and have not just a regular party. Like this is like a, 
a party. A cult party? No. It's just very, like, 80s-inspired synth. A lot of synth. A lot of, like, almost vaporwave, but more culturally acceptable. Music from the Miami, Hotline Miami soundtracks. um, 80s pop hits. Songs that are, like, definitely about, like, people dying. Oh, those are my favorite. Upbeat and fun. Yeah. Mm, Those are the best. It's a really fun playlist. That sounds fun. But yeah, so Miami 2 is going to be exclusively music that you would hear at an abandoned mall at 3 a.m. That's the move. That's a specific. (laughs) It's very nice. Yeah. All right. So this week or last week, we're combining the two weeks since we had a hiatus. Yeah. Um, Leon Bridges has two new songs and has an album coming out. So that's fun and exciting. The songs are, um, the two new songs are really, really good, which is... Bet it ain't worth the hand and bad bad, bad, bad news. news. Bad bad news is really 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 good. I liked that one better of the two. Me too. Um, but comparatively speaking, I didn't like these songs as much as anything off Coming Home, but they were fun, and I I did like Bad Bad News. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole album is available for pre order now as well, in case you want to get the vinyl for that, and it includes two extra songs, I believe. It's called Good Thing. I think it's coming out in May. Yeah, May fourth. May the fourth. Me with you. Oh. <laughs> day before Cinco de Mayo, day before T Pain invades Edinburgh. Cinco de T Pain. What else is happening? <laughs> <laughs> the Nine Inch Nails are set to release a new EP before the end of June. The third installment in the EP trilogy is apparently being finished, according to Trent Reznor. Yeah. It's been a while because those were both released, not the actual events and Ad Violence were both released in 2016. Right. So, like, this is kind of like, I feel like a longer wait. But I don't know. I didn't really care for the previous EPs. The only thing I like religiously listened to by Nine Inch Nails is, is the Downward Spiral. Right. But it's kind of like heavy, though. I really have to be in the right mood to take that on. Yeah. Like, it's a task. It's like, I mean, it's, it's a commitment. It's one of my favorite concept albums, too. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like somebody who feels like their life is starting to like fall apart mm-hmm. and then it eventually ends with them taking their own life. So it's really bleak and dark, but yeah, you have to, you have to really be prepared you to take that it, adventure. Yeah. <laughs> they're still in the middle of their world tour, too. So the fact that it's going to be coming out like while they're still touring is kind of fun because um, that's going to be. You know, music that they can play. I liked the song that they did for Twin Peaks Season 3. But other than that, I haven't really dived, dove, excuse me, dove into the world of their their recent EPs, honestly. It kind of sounds like anything else they've written. That's kind of how I feel about a lot of Nine Inch Nails stuff. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, like, there's definitely a time and place for it and um this that segue was terrible but you know next season news <laughs> um migos and drake have a new music video i love it walk it talk it i love it jamie fox is in it too it's really fun like i think it's just like really like i just want to get up and and groove a little just bit groove yeah. yeah i don't love um migos very much and like i don't really listen to drake but this is a fun song like, it's a really fun song, mm-hmm. um, and it's a really fun music video, too. It's very, it's a 70s-themed, mm-hmm. very, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's, like, Soul Train, Earth, Wind, and Fire, yeah. I love Huge, it. Huge, like, old-school R&B. Um, Jamie Foxx, the cameo that he makes is pretty fun. Yeah. The, like, the talk show mm-hmm. host, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, speaking, I guess, of R&B, maybe? 
I guess. Like, that's an okay segue. Um, Beyonce and Jay-Z <laughs> tickets go on sale. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to laugh because, like, they start at, like, $1,300, and I can't. I, I cannot deal. Like, okay. I get it. Like, Jay-Z and Beyonce, iconic. But $1,300? Like, no. Like, I'm, I spent $500 for Coachella. I'm going to see Beyonce and then, like, literally 20 different other bands. Yeah. For well, half that price. The, the festival, with festivals, at least you can, like, kind of get the, the picture that, like, if you were to see all these bands individually, you'd probably be spending that much money anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to see, like, 20 bands individually, and it's, like, $20, $25 a ticket, like, that's a lot of money. So you can see them at a festival, and it's, like, packaged. Like, it's a it's expensive, yeah, but, like, you are seeing, you know what you're going to get from yeah. it. Here, on the run, too... Beyonce and Jay-Z stopping at 15 different cities in the UK and Europe and 21 cities in North America. Who has the disposable income to see Beyonce and Jay-Z for $1,300 bare minimum? I don't know. I saw some I saw some people on Twitter today that I follow, though, like from where around where I live. And they're like, can't wait to see you in Buffalo, New Era Fields. And I was like, how? Like, girl, I know you in college. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, the European ones I know are not that expensive. Like according to Ticketmaster, the the UK ones are like twenty five pounds. So I think there's just certain legs of this, like the arena ones and VIP packages and all that, that are gonna. And be was it distinguished? Was it VIP? That's thirteen hundred, like or I, that's, general admission. I think because obviously was, that makes a difference. Yeah, the the I don't think the general admission is thirteen hundred dollars, but it's probably you know up there considering like radiohead general admission was 175 dollars i mean it's definitely it's definitely gonna be over 100 yeah but oh i'm trying to check right now but obviously none of these websites are working because it's beyonce and jay-z right and And today was the day they came out except for there was a pre-sale wednesday so congrats if you got that (laughs) pre-sale i just i want this one i don't want oh my goodness this website is really counterintuitive just so you know Live Nation, if you're listening, get your shit together. Anything. Just give me what's available. Section 101. No, I want like this. I want near the stage. Excuse me. VIP B. <laughs> you gotta be joking. Okay, so yeah, so we just found it. VIP packages are between $390 and $1,900 for the Philadelphia show. Tickets are still available. You can get two tickets for $1,845 each. For VIP section B. So. Get that VIP. Get what's, that what's VIP. What's general admission? Um, general admission is. <laughs> oh, God. Premium general admission, because there's not a regular general admission, is $770 plus fees per ticket. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so. There's also standard tickets. So the general admission, obviously, are this, the tickets that you'll be able to look up and see them. Like, that's the ground floor. Um, everything else is a seat. So the seats are only going for $50, hmm. which isn't too bad. That's not bad. That's not bad all. at all, actually. That's actually a pretty them. good deal. But floor, $770. First of all, I'd rather have a seat and be able to, like, leave and go to the bathroom. Especially, like, like if you're going to be at Lincoln Financial, if you are at the football stadium of Philadelphia... I do not want to be standing there yeah. in just open air, just like in the middle of July. Do you know how hot that's going to be with that many people? I would rather have a seat, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I agree. 
Oh, God. But hey, you have the opportunity that maybe Beyonce will sweat on you. <laughs> so. If you're near the front of the pack. That's oh, the yeah, thing. yeah, You yeah. can't, it's like, you're, that's the thing about having a seat. You know. You know where you're going to be. You mm-hmm. know what you can do. Like. <laughs> you're transforming into Long Island. <laughs> Is this true, Natalie? When you go on the floor, you don't know if you're going to get that. Like, Fran Drescher realness come through. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My, my Long Island accent just came out. I'm sorry. <laughs> when, you talk, when you're talking about things that are more expensive than $500, like, the inner New York just kicks in and Natalie. She's like, do you really need that? You don't no, really you need, don't that. need that. You don't need that. You don't need that. Put that back. <laughs> anyway, I'm talking to you. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to her. Use guys. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to her. <laughs> um, unrelated. Block Party is going on a silent alarm tour. But before you get alarmed and excited, it's only in England and Europe. So... So we're going to fly out to Amsterdam. So yeah, so in Amsterdam, Paris, Berlin, Brussels, Dublin, and London, you'll be able to see Block Party perform Silent Alarm from start to finish. Um, That would be so great. That would be probably up there with like best moments of life, probably. (laughs) Um, That album's amazing and very important, but I don't know about that one. If if they do a, a US leg, which they probably won't, I'd have to go. Like there is no way I would not go to that. I would do anything anything to make sure that I get to the silent alarm tour. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But yeah, no, we we already booked flights and bought the tickets yeah. for that. So, I mean, catch us in Amsterdam. Yeah. You know, at a cafe waiting for, for Block Party to play. Um, the Katamari Damacy soundtrack that I'm very, very excited about and have been excited about since like 2005 when I first played this game. The soundtrack is coming to Mondo. Um, It's going to be $35 and available on Wednesday, so get excited for that if you like video game soundtracks. And And this is not your typical video game soundtrack. No, this isn't just a regular (laughs) video game soundtrack. This is like the most important, not really, but it's one of the most important to me anyway. Um, It's such a good soundtrack. It's got synth, it's got pop, it's got jazz, it's got swing, it's got everything, and it's really, really fun and quirky. Oh, And it's pretty. I like these vinyl discs. Oh. Yeah, if you, like, listen Marble. to it, I think you'd actually like it because it's really fun. Yeah, like, when you, like, announced this in the office and were really excited about it, I was like, you're speaking a different language. Like, what did you just say? Like, <laughs> you you were rambling, and I was just like, I don't, I um, don't know. <laughs> um, help, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the news. Um, we'll be right back after this short break to talk about new releases from last week and the week before and what's coming up. Stay tuned. So, what music came out in the past couple of weeks? Well, a lot. A lot, actually. Naked and Famous, Editors, Neighborhood, Moose Blood, mm-hmm. Rob Crow, The Decemberists, Yola Tango, Haley Kiyoko, and more. Yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff. Um, so, we each listened to some, a, a mix of the things that we just listed, basically. I listened to. Editors, I listened to Rob Crow, Leon Bridges, Decemberists, Yola Tango, and Haley Kyoko. Of these six. I mean, of these, like, eight, nine things yeah. that we have. I listened to all of them except for, like, three of them. Right. So. so good. We got a we got a good mix. 
So we'll start with the naked and famous. Oh, I'm like confused. So this is—is this like a stripped version of songs they already released? Because we so didn't need that. I um, (laughs) hello, yeah. Um, caller number one. Um, (laughs) I don't think this is necessary at all. But there's a new song on it. There's one out of the whole album. There's one new song. And a cover. Which the cover the cover of Teardrop was was a pretty good cover. I mean But like it was just kinda random because the rest of the album is like the stripped down versions of earlier work and then you have Massive Attack. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's um okay. So if you listen to episode fourteen of Were You Even Listening, you heard me go on a very heated tirade about the naked and famous. This is not something that will improve my opinion of Naked and Famous. Because Cage the Elephant did the same thing. Right. Last year. Um, it was two new songs and then a bunch of live slash stripped versions of their previous songs, most of which weren't even their good ones. So it was really fun, and I enjoyed it. Um, Naked and Famous at least has the distinction of being a better band now than Cage the Elephant is. I disagree. Uh, I think Cage the Elephant has really strayed from good music. Because Thank You, Happy Birthday is the perfect album, almost, and then they just... Oh, yeah. Well, I don't like their new stuff, if you were... Right. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying as a whole. I feel like Cage the Elephant now is worse than Where the Naked is. Okay, yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which, I mean, if you disagree, let me know. I want to have a very interesting and heated conversation about this. Basically... Legitimately. They literally wrote one new song for this. Great. Great. Next. Like, release, like. It, like <laughs> release it as an EP with the cover. Yeah. Release it as an EP with the cover and then keep the stripped versions for a vinyl release or a special release that you get for going to a concert. I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, what? what's the plan? Where Where's the music that your fans want to hear? Where's the new stuff? Maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I just don't know because I don't keep up with them as much. Maybe, you know, they said we're going to do this first. And then if that's the case, fine. But, like, from the outside looking in. From not knowing. From not knowing, it seems like they are just so obsessed with the the songs that gave them critical acclaim to begin with that they're just going to keep repackaging them so then Radio 104.5 in Philly can keep playing them. I'm looking at you, 104.5. Great. Next. The editors. <laughs> you know, for an Interpol ripoff band, this did not sound like Interpol at right, all. Which I think it means they finally found like their actual sound, sound. and it's bad. It's um, not great. At least I hope this isn't what future Interpol music sounds like. Go no, on. but they have a new album supposed to come out this year, yeah. so we will learn. We'll find out. Well, <laughs> we're gonna learn. <laughs> um, okay, so the title track, "Violence," isn't that bad, um, and "Hallelujah" was pretty okay. The issue here is that, like, I I like some of the elements in these songs. Um, I like parts of them, but overall, it's just not for me. If if you like, if you really like AWOL Nation, I think you'd like this album. Yeah, that makes sense. They they sound similar, kind of. Um, which I mean, it's definitely a huge departure from what they used to sound like. Um, so there's been growth it seems like as a band for for editors and that's kind of cool to see it's just like it's it's okay it's at the very worst fine and like it's it's got stuff you know it's got things it's it's got it's got well, stuff it's got, it's got things. things yeah it's <laughs> the songs were written well um i didn't you know there was nothing that really stuck out as being like what what are you doing here um the instrumentation and everything was fine um, there's some really kind of unique stuff on Hallelujah, which is why I thought it was kind of good, because it's it's 
more than just a typical rock pop alt song because it's like it's like kind of everything it's it's new rock slash alternative but also written in the mind for being a 40 like top 40 song so i mean they're they're at least being conscious i think of like radio play and audiences now it seems like the most this is actually what we sound like album that they've released yeah i just i don't think it's gonna get much radio play i don't know but yeah it just it feels like they knew it like it feels confident and i have to like at least kind of respect that i feel like respect yeah um i didn't listen to the neighborhood um you're not missing much uh after like a bunch of eps they released an album self-titled and it has almost half of the songs are songs that were on previous eps or singles so i'm like Mm -hmm. okay um but i like nervous which i think was actually also released before on one of the eps but um it's just very relatable because i also get nervous around people that i like and people that i fear so you know it's kind of it's a it's got a lot more auto-tune than Mm. their previous work i felt like the effect was it was different it was kind of interesting is it the same band did can you tell that it's the same band that wrote sweater weather yes okay it's just the it's a different vibe it's a different kind of effect um on jesse rutherford's voice Mm -hmm. so and i don't think i can do this anymore talking or listening to moose blood i could i just couldn't do it i just don't like moose blood and i listened to one minute of audio before i was like yeah not today maybe next time <laughs> like that's the thing with like emo bands <laughs> and like punk bands i either absolutely love them or i cannot stand them and there's no in between yeah. when it comes to like that scene no there's absolutely yeah. like i don't like knuckle puck at this don't point like knuckle puck. um I've decided this. I decided it almost as soon as I heard them for the first time. But then, you know, I can listen to Say Anything, oh. and I can listen to Taking Back Sunday. Like, as a real boy, I could play that whole thing from and the back it's and like, not get tired of it. They're almost the same bands. Right. They are all almost the same bands. They all have the same lead singer, and they all have the same guitar skills. But I'm going to listen to, like, I don't know, um, what's another band in this scene right now? That's not the Front Bottoms. Though, Front Bottoms has a new album coming out. So, get excited for Anne. Oh, we don't need that. You can keep it. <laughs> um, things I need more people to listen to include Rob Crow's new album um, from his project Optagonally Yours, which is Hawaiian Hi-Fi. It's been released as part of his Artist in Residency with Joyful Noise, so it's possible that it'll be released as like a standalone thing at some point. Um, but it's technically out because it was out for people who subscribed to his residency. Um, and it's very, very good. So Optagonally Yours was a project of his that started with this man named P. Um, and they had a instrument called the Optagon, which is like a, a piano slash keyboard thing that uses like canned sound effects and in instruments and then just like kind of boils it down. So it sounds kind of like funky and accordion like no matter really what instrument it is and it's a really weird to look into um but there's a new version of it that came out and that's what all of these songs were made on um so it's like an updated version of the same kind of project from like the 90s um and it's really really cool it's interesting and it's more kind of like alternative pop almost than a lot of rob crow stuff um 
there are definitely there are times when I'm listening to this and it's like that sounds like brand new, and then there's times seconds later where it sounds like a song from Owl City's first album. And it's like, what is going on? But I don't care because it's really good. And all of the songs are written very, very well. The lyrics are solid. Um, what did you think about Lemons and, and Tacos? Lemons and Tacos, one of these very well-written songs. is just <laughs> Lemons and Tacos being repeated. Um, <laughs> like a fun kind of like French like instrumentation in the background um it's really unique it was fun it's fun it was weird but like it was fun it's i think the most upbeat thing rob crow has ever released um because rob crow has also done his own stuff like solo stuff um he's done pinback he's done thingy he's done his heavy ish rock band goblin cock like you know what's funny is i didn't know that he was the singer for pinback or one of the singers for pinback and um I was like listening to this, and I was like, "This sounds so familiar. Like I, I know this voice because <laughs> he has such it a. It was bothering me. He has me. a very unique. And then voice. I listened to Pinback, and I like shortly after, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Revelation. I put two moment. and two together real yeah. fast. <laughs> no, he has a really unique voice, and it's like it's highlighted on all of these tracks, because um, it's just him, and then this like plastic sounding instrumentation and guitar, and it's. It's really well put together. Um, he said that it's one of, he thinks, the best things that he's ever made. And, like, I would believe him. Like, it is very, very strong. Um, tracks specifically like Martin and Night Shop and This Heart and um, Whomever Watches You Sleep are all really, really good. Um, Whomever Watches You Sleep is a single that you can listen to. Um, I think it's on YouTube and SoundCloud and stuff. Um, and it's really, really good. So if you like it, if you like Pinback, if you like heavy vegetable or a thingy or anything else Rob Crow has ever worked on, um, consider supporting the artist in residency for it. Um, it's still available for the digital downloads. And I think there's probably some of the physical versions left as well. They're like Every month, basically, on the 15th, um, a new album from him is coming out. And then they're all being put together in a box and sent to you in November. That's so cute. Yeah, and I'm really excited for it. Um, but I, yeah, I, I couldn't say enough good things about this album, really. I didn't really feel any type of way about it. I didn't feel any type of way. <laughs> I also didn't feel any type of way about the Decemberists. I'll be your girl. Ah, me neither. <laughs> um, it's shockingly upbeat for the Decemberists, so that's something. Gone are the days of whiny white-ass folk music. Yeah. Yeah, Sucker's Prayer and Rosalka Rosalka <laughs> were fine. I kind of liked those. Like, I want to like them, I think, but I just, I don't know. Something just doesn't click with me, and I never really liked their or their older more like folky depressing stuff either except for like crane wife so it's just like eh. well yeah, they're doing it you know they're <laughs> expanding their sound and and stuff so yeah like cool. one of the songs made it to wfse rotation so yeah you know not all the songs have like dour piano so that's cool it's really refreshing yo latengo has a new album out too called there's a riot going on um which is really modern sounding for them honestly um she may she might ashes and forever were the songs that stuck out to me as being really good um it's more like the decemberists i guess it's more upbeat than their older stuff like i'll be around is kind of like the one other yo latengo song i like a lot and it's much more like fresh and upbeat and like springy sounding like it sounds like a very good spring album so if you're looking for something to play like i don't know easter just play this <laughs> this yellow tango album yeah 
um, ventriloquism happened. Like the a concept? No. Like the concept of ventriloquism? No, like a cover album um, by Michelle. Don't know how to say her last name. I really feel like I can't even Dengue try. Dengue Cococello. Dengue Cococello. Is that how you say it? I, I hope. Well, anyways, um, it's a bunch of covers. It's like a R&B. Um, it covers like music from 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her take on Prince's song, uh, Sometimes It Snows in April. Well, she's like, she was very, very involved in like the revitalization of like the R&B movement in mm-hmm. like the 90s and 2000s. Um, so it's cool to see that it's kind of a tribute to that a little bit, to yeah. like the things that inspired it more or right. less. Yeah. And standout for me, I, I liked Night and Day. I thought it was cool because it was like she basically turns like an R&B like bop into like a sad serenade. So kind of makes each song her own, which is, I think, important if yeah. you're cover- covering big names. So. And then Haley Kiyoko has a new EP called Let It Be, and it was all right. Didn't listen to it. Couldn't tell you. But I'll take your word for it. There's Great. not really anything coming out this week except for the new Preoccupations album and Sunflower Bean. And that's it, really. Like, it, unless there's something else that I don't know about. Like, Well, maybe it has been... next week we'll be talking about Panic at the Disco. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We so, don't know yet. You know, there's been very subtle marketing tactics to imply <laughs> that something's happening on the 21st of March. And by subtle, I mean there's a bunch of shows happening today and tomorrow. And on the 21st, for a thing with, like, people are getting sent, like, bottles of unholy water... And it's like, wow, Brandon, you're really subtle about all this. So um, check out probably the new single, Unholy Water, the 21st, alongside <laughs> album announcement for, um, what is it? It's, it's Pray for something. What if it just like dropped a whole ass album? Like just um, straight up. Well, it's possible because um, the other day when I was listening to everything Panic! The Disco had ever released for some reason, I read about Panic at the Disco on Wikipedia, and according to an article, like an interview, um, Brandon Urie has wanted, allegedly, to um, just drop an album, just like release a whole ass album without premonition, any, without any lead up. It's happening. So, um, today there's a show at the Grog Shop in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, Thirty dollar cash only tickets, one per person. Um, the show's at 9, and doors are at 7.30. The Grog Shop is very small, from what I know. So this will not go well for probably everyone, but it'll be fun. Um, it seems like the tagline for this is going to be called Pray for the Wicked and Tell Your Fellow Sinners, hashtag Pray for the Wicked. So either the album's going to be called Pray for the Wicked or on Holy Water, one of the two. And it will prop something will be out the twenty first alongside an announcement of a s- summer tour. Mark my words, <laughs> it'll yeah, I mean, happen. I mean, yeah, me and Sarah predicted Tame Impala. Yeah. So like anything's and possible. And now we're predicting I mean, Panic at the Disco. We'll probably know by tonight. Yeah. So catch us tweeting about it. I'm sure. At Weepert Fever. And at BR somebody. Um, but yeah, this week, guess what? Really exciting. The twenty first Wednesday, Subverse is returning on air. Everybody get Panic excited. at the Disco Day. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Just a full two hours of Panic at Panic the Disco. Disco. Do it. Just I'll, wear, I'll wear my Panic at the Disco jacket that I got from Spotify. I'm sure the FCC would love that. No, yeah, we would not get in trouble for that at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, really exciting. We'll probably do a full two hours of new music mm-hmm. um, to, to celebrate because we're really excited to be back. Yeah. 
on weird Wednesdays, 7 to 9. Mm-hmm. On WFSE 88.9, Finding Scouts Radio. Listen live on edinburghnow.com. Or on the Nobex Radio app. <laughs> we got this down. Um, so thank you for listening. But wait, there's more. There's um, more? There's a lot more. We also have finally reopened the shop. Now it's not just it won't turn off stuff. It's all of campus media. Um, so your Edinburgh Now stuff, your Subverse stuff, your Fem Radio stuff, your Finding Emo. Um, we got it won't turn off merchandise. We got the morning after merchandise. We got everything Edinburgh Campus Media almost is on that store. There's shirts, there's mugs, there's tote bags. It's really great. Like there's there's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the prices vary too. So like if you're yeah. you're looking for a different price range, like the prices vary on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, even between shirts and stuff too. So and we directly benefit from each sale. Yeah. So that's cool. So you're helping us. Yeah. And kind of like you know. You're repping us. Yeah, spreading the word. Um, (laughs) Being a walking billboard. So thank you. Um, And I've ordered some stuff. The quality is good. Yeah, no, that's why we went with it again, because the It Won't Turn Off stuff that we made, like, two years ago was, like, really, really nice. So I wanted to, you know, kind of use the same service. But it's shop.spreadshirt.com backslash Edinburgh now. Um, You can find... Like I said, a bunch of stuff on there. I personally recommend the Off the Shoulder Were You Even Listening Mm -hmm. sweatshirt. Very trendy. Yeah, and if you do get anything, like, post some pictures and tag Edinburgh Now in it so we can see. Now it's it. Now that's it. Now Now that's it. Thank you for listening. We're done now. Thanks again to our sponsor, Vinyl Me Please. Um, Check out the Record of the Month Club. The Record of the Month for March was Beach House's Devotion. Um, and I just got mine in the mail today, and it is amazing. Like, the quality is ridiculous. Um, the record itself looks really cool, and then the inside of the um, actual, like, sleeve is all, like, glossy, and it comes with a poster, and it comes with, like, a lot of other stuff. It's really, really good. I'm excited. I mine got sent to the post office, and I don't have a car mm-hmm. to pick it up right now, but I'm really excited for when I finally can pick it up and, yeah. and play that. So. And next month should be announced soon mm-hmm. as well. If not today, like, it might even have been announced while we were recording. So we'll find out. Thanks for listening. So where are you even listening? On the Edinburgh Podcast Network. See you next week. Bye-bye.